Welcome to F*** the Laundry, conversations for purpose-driven women who have better things to do. I'm your host, Elise Nation, intuitive transformation coach and highly sensitive mum of two, on a mission to empower you to be the shero of your story. Join me as we explore how to 10x the sh- out of life, love and business. Fabulous. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. And before we dive in to this amazing conversation, um, I wanted to thank you all for listening over the last nine plus months. Um, uh, We have just hit over 500 downloads and I'm feeling so grateful um, to everyone out there. I hope these conversations contribute to you. I certainly have so much fun making them and just like talking all the stuff. But um, if you are enjoying these conversations, I'd like to invite you to hit subscribe and share with all of the peoples that you think it would contribute to. Um, but last episode, I promised another special guest. And so today I have joining me none other than the fabulous Tina O'Spirit. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. And I will give you a full introduction to this fabulous woman. Uh, Tina is, or Tina O, as she's known, is a globally recognized spiritual mentor, medium, and healer who awakens individuals to their true purpose. She has a passion for helping people find their authentic path and she connects them to the essence of who they are and guides them towards their true north. From exhibiting extraordinary extrasensory abilities as a child but shutting them off for a period of time only to abandon the corporate world and return to the call of spirit, Tina has dedicated her life to supporting others on the journey of spiritual awakening and today she empowers individuals worldwide to deepen their spiritual gifts and share them with the world. She's also the founder of Australia's first mystery school. Now, help me say this. The Eeria Mystery School. And Tina creates transformative experiences, unraveling the mysteries of existence and facilitating individuals to their greatest soul expression. Welcome. Thank you, my love. How are you? Oh. <sighs> I feel like I'm dribbling a bit like (laughs) it's a little bit exciting I love it I I feel feel that I'm short though so excuse me for those on video let's just prop you up a bit and then I can actually be a little bit more propped up because I'm feeling like I'm slowly gliding over this way but hello Uh, hello hello for welcoming me into your show and this brilliant introduction. So thank you so much. Thank you, my love. And I'd love to just also share a bit about what I love about you and the energy that I feel that you have gifted me in my life. And I think what came to me actually was just how I met you and just the synchronicities that led me to you that I would say I was sort of only early days like really tapping into that Um, after myself being in quite a corporate role and ending up at an ayahuasca ceremony meeting someone there who invited me to your circle that used to be in like this little shop in Elwood in Melbourne and um, joining like a meditation group which turned out to be um, a psychic development group and those sessions carried on from that little gorgeous shop and also into your home and I just there's some like there's so many ones that I remember but I just want to talk about the space that you you held for me to feel like this coming home and safety in being able to really like dive deep and explore such like to to one degree it was like very familiar but also it was still a little bit scary because it's like no one in my sphere was really embarking on this journey. Um, So just to be able to have that space um, and connection and just like being held, you're like this like big, warm, hug, juicy mama. Um, And I've seen you grow so much 
over the years to just be this like really strong, empowered, know who you are woman. And I just want to thank you so much for that, like for leading the way like in my life and providing me like a sanctuary, not just when I was actually, you know, feeling in a good space, but many times when I wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much for that brilliant introduction and for that. Um, I guess it's all about returning back to self and returning back to spirit. And whenever I had doubts, whenever um, I was nervous, I would focus on service. Mm. So how can I serve more? How can I be of service? How can I... How can I let my wings unfurl a little bit more about what I'm supposed to be doing here as a soul? So, yeah. And I call it my spirit cough if you hear me coughing. Yes. It's my little spirit cough. So. Oh, and I so remember that about, about you. Yeah. And just see, you know, little expressions of, of mm. you as you. Um, I feel like like finding your voice because I I feel like I know that you've struggled with that in in the past and just so can you share about what that journey has been like in definitely yeah. um, so for me whew, okay so that journey has come through so many layers and I'm sure that it's the same thing for so many people out there as well, you grow up, each and every child is so gifted in its own way. Each and every child that I've met, each and every child is so magical and so gifted. And I guess I was like that as well. I would have um, I would have councils, like councils of light, councils of darkness in my head before I could roll my R's. And I would see spirit before I could recognise what was spirit. My parents would turn the light off and say, good night now, little Tina, it's time for you to be going off to bed. And I would scream blue murder because I would see so much spirit in my room. Mm-hmm. And I would see so, but, and it wasn't only spirit, it was also angels and it was also all this other stuff that that it was so exciting. So for me, nighttime sleeping was never a thing. I could not find happiness in sleeping per se, but only when I was taking myself up to another dimension and to another world. So for me, yeah. that dream world, that spirit world was home. So I was going home every night. Mm. It's just that in-between place, in-between my spirit world and my home and the physical world that I was living in, that little bit in between, that's a scary, can we swear in this? Yeah, go for it. (laughs) That in-between space of going up and seeing all the spirits and seeing everything else, that's pretty fucking scary. Um, So, yeah, for me I was scared um, to be seeing everything Um, and all at once so that's the kind of child that I was and I guess I was growing up in a very very as a very sensitive child and into a very sensitive teenager that I could see other people's uh, passed away loved ones including my own Um, I could see my grandfather who had passed away before I was born I could see all this stuff that was happening all around me and I could see other people's bullshit and people do not like that. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So when a child is that different, there would be, and I knew always that I had a bigger purpose in this life than to um, go ahead and and um, do the laundry. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Then I would actually go into, I knew that there was just something more. And so when the bigger the pathway, the bigger the pain behind the pathway. 
So I've been through sexual abuse. I've been through um, homelessness. I've been through living in a place that had no electricity and no running water and all, all of this stuff to go through it in order for me to come out on the other end and go, ha, I've done it. I've come through it. I've, I am who I am. Um, not despite of this, but because of this. It sounds like like the journey of facing off with your fears so yeah. that you could, you know, because it's like you were having fears energetically in yeah. other realms and yeah. then they manifest like physically 100%. in whatever the things that, you know, the programs you've taken on from people around you, from society about like um, what you should be afraid of. Yeah. You know, because and was it like, were you, did you have anyone around you that you could communicate any of this with? No, I was very much like you. Um, <laughs> I was striving to find, um, I guess, people to communicate with. But the and the thing about me, because there is no buts, um, and the thing about me was that I would find spits and spurts of everything and everyone, but nothing in a whole. So that was when I decided many, many years down the track to create my own school so that everyone is looking for yeah. that, for that space can actually come in to a space. Yes. Mm. And I feel like I was, and it's so interesting, I just want to talk about this story because um, throughout like my awakening and seeing so much, even getting into like the spiritual sphere of having mm. these conversations, I would recognize people. I would see like lives that I'd shared with them and I'd be like, how come I'm seeing this? Like no one's telling me like what lifetime they've seen with me. And I feel like, talk, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you were that too. And when I came to you and I was like, hey, did you know that like I was an orphan and, you know, um, you were caring for me in some capacity and and I remember like it seemed to help you understand like why you'd had the last name that you had because you had this core desire to bring others in that felt lost that felt abandoned that you know um, needed a safe space and it's like that for me was um, really a memory that like I won't forget because on the journey of discovering this connection, being very highly sensitive and seeing things differently, I feel like it can be quite lonely. And there is a lot of space between sometimes where you really feel deeply acknowledged and seen. And then you go back out into the world and it's yeah. quite monotonous and mundane. And you sort of feel like, uh, you know, it's that connection is lost again a little bit. Totally. So, I would go back to what felt like home to me. Mm. Um, I would go back to, um, I remember, and if I can share this little one story with you, I remember going off to work at Optus 9 to 5 corporate job in financial services, very, very corporate, very, and this little old lady stopped me in the middle of the road and this was before I knew anything about anything. And it was so hilarious because she stuck me in the middle of the road. She would have been in her 90s. And I was about to turn into um, Flinders Lane. And she stopped me and she goes, excuse me, dear, can I, have, can I just know what time it is? And I was so impatient because as per usual, Tina runs late. And uh, it would have been 8.28 or something like that. And I was starting at 8.30 and I'm like, and I looked at my watch and she's like, it's okay, Tina, you're running late to work, she goes to me, but not for that work, for that work. And I still say it, and, up to, and it's been 20-odd years, <laughs> and, um, and I still say it, and I still get goosebumps. And I'm like, and I was like, what? And she's like, and I'm like, and I looked again at my watch, and I tried to look at her, and she was gone. And I'm like, that's a visit from the angel. Yeah. That's a visit from angels. That's a visit from spirits. That's a visit that, hey, get on your pathway. What's your feather brick truck? 
Yes. Feather brick truck. <laughs> How many times do we get hit by a feather? How many times do we get hit by a brick and we still don't take any notice? And then we're just waiting for the trucks to come along. And the trucks for me had been so friggin' many. And I couldn't avoid anymore because I'm so good at avoiding. And it's only when I don't have a choice, I go right into it. And and I had to bring that aspect of myself of going right into things because I don't do things by half measures. I just go straight in. Yeah. So that was me. It's kind of like not the, the, if you're at the edge of the cliff, you either have to jump and fly or you, or you don't jump and you just stand there procrastinating about why you shouldn't jump and then listening. And and I think what I notice is um, I still at times, very rarely now, but like if I'm coming up to like a really big choice point and everything is confirming within me that this is the choice that's required, but then, you know, I I put, I share it with a few people or I like go into like testing and then the doubts creep in because what happens is that I actually pick up their points of view about that choice and I allow them to influence me. And, you know, I go into this like wanting to avoid everyone else's suffering. And so I create this perpetual suffering like within myself. So I guess like, I, I, I don't know what the question is, but I'm getting to like, um, what is your awareness about like when you hear spirit versus when you hear something that you could almost just like tell yourself is like divine guidance but it's really not like how do you discern because spirit your intuition can make you feel uncomfortable it can make you feel it can make you feel scared like if someone would have told me that hey t you're never going to have any kids it's just the way that the cookie crumbles you're never going to um have the you know the picket white fence and and that however you're going to be having a school of this amazing, amazing people who who are just wanting to go into the gifts and you're going to be doing this and that. I would have curled up in a cupboard with my connoisseur ice cream, Cafe Grand, and I would have still kept eating. And to this date, I would have still kept eating. Um, because intuition can be so they will always give you the yellow brick road. They will always give you one piece of the puzzle at a time. Not everything will be getting given to you at every um, at every intersection of your of your life. Mm. So the thing of it is, when you hear spirit and you feel that it's spirit, and even if it makes you feel uncomfortable, but never unkind. Mm well, then you follow that through. And I know that from my own self, and I could so resonate when when you ask other people's opinions because I do that as well, human, very, very human part of ourselves is that, oh, shit, am I making the right choice? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? Like, is this right? And then it, everything gets so convoluted because it's not you and spirit anymore. Yes. Yeah. It's not you and your God. Mm-hmm. It's not you and your spirit, that that beautiful knowledge that actually comes in and you go, oh, this is exactly what I should be doing. I'm yes. going to pray. I'm going to, and I'm not talking about praying in in like, I don't know, in a in a the way that it's like sold, which is like yes. either going to a church or somewhere like yeah. And and that's the thing that I always found within myself. Like each and every one of us is so divine and we have that piece of divinity within us. So 
who who we are as a soul until we actually um recognize that peace well then let's talk to spirit let's talk to god whatever name you want to be putting it you can put you know you can put it into pachamama you can you can put it into um to spirit to god to um the fairies and the angels and there's just so much gloriousness in that there is yeah. just so much gloriousness in that there's just so much um amazingness in that but above all else start to believe in your little wings and yeah. start to believe that you can actually fly and start to believe just who you are as a soul is just so friggin' magnificent that you don't you just don't um you just sometimes don't remember that and and yes. that's really really sad part yes God, you hit something like so massive that I keep coming back to, particularly over the last few months, and and it really is, you know, belief. And I looked to, you know, those out as leaders that I thought were inspiring, and I was like, what is it that they have in common? And what I found was that they had, first I was saying they had faith, like, and then what I realised was like, they have belief, they have conviction. And for everyone, it was slightly different. It was either they had, you know, a really strong prayer practice or they were really, let's say, really Christian. Or then another would maybe never, like Wayne Dyer, like he doesn't reference, he's very strong on the Tao. So he was <laughs> like, he he acknowledges that there's something greater spirit and that, it, you know, the energy has many names. So it's it's like... That, like you said, it's such a vast space to play in. I think there's been times where I've allowed this like contraction to happen by trying to like pinpoint like one particular aspect of spirit. Like, let's say, is it Jesus? Is it like this like deity? Is it that? And, <laughs> and it like, it's my mind getting in and just kind of like um, getting in the way of just having that like it doesn't matter if I don't have a name it's just my intention to commune with something like greater than me that is me that yeah but the belief it's like the belief is so key because that's where I see when I go outside of me is when I've you know um allowed the fears to become greater than the truth that I know is like is my reality and and that is whenever I hear that or I sense or like that's how I often you know we talk could talk about how you receive those whispers from spirit but I always know that it's when something I'm afraid to go a path that I'm afraid to experience presents itself and I try to avoid it and I try to create all the way around it. And I still come back to like, but you're afraid of having this experience. Like, what if you just went down that path? And what if that actually created everything? It's like the same with like kids. Like I totally avoided kids and even the conversation of kids because I was like, oh, I can't do kids. And it's like, when I got over that, they're just like the greatest gift ever. I'm like, wow, who would I be without having that experience? And amazing. Yeah that and do you know what I I feel that you know and I've watched beautiful beautiful souls like yourself just expand and grow into who they're supposed to be and what they're supposed to be doing here as a soul and that's only a part of it and that's what lights me up this is what lights me up. Seriously, it's watching other people grow and it's remembering who they are as a soul and remembering what they're here to be doing as a soul. And that's what lights me up. This is what, oh my goodness, this is what, my, what I'm here for. This is what my passion is. And I'm so passionate about that. Um, like I would say, this is what gets me moist. <laughs> this is what gets me moist in my panties. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's amazing. It is just amazing when you when you see other people who get so lit up by the purpose. 
he gets so lit up by what they're supposed to be doing here as a soul who are who who yes sometimes they, they are just they do come across as no-adults they do come across as not arrogant but when it comes to that when it comes to the purpose they can come across as being a little bit arrogant mm. They can come across as being know-it-alls. They can come across as being, who are you to be doing such a big thing? Yeah. yeah, because I feel that sometimes in all the humbleness of, and Australia really, really has this, of um, the tall poppy syndrome, you can't go higher than what I am. Yeah. Instead of, hey, I'm here to see you win and I'm here to see you fly and I'm here to see you flourish and I'm here to see you do all the beautiful things that you're supposed to be doing here as a soul. As I've said many, many times, there's enough dead people to go around when someone is actually asking me, hey, you're doing spiritual development classes here? In this suburb, you know, I'm a medium as well. What are your qualifications? What's this? What's that? And I'm like, honey, it's okay. There's enough dead people to go around for everyone. Yeah. I'm chill. I know who I am. Yeah. If drawn to come to me, great. Mm. And I'd love to know, you know, how have you found, because I know that, you, you know, you're, origin is of another country and you've been brought here to bring your medicine and all the things but also yeah. I, I get this you know voice it's like bloom where you're planted yes and then sometimes I go but I get that I'd be so well received if I just got out of here because I wouldn't have to explain myself I wouldn't have to you know be understood to also just be celebrated and acknowledged for my like you know I guess I wonder, like, how have you navigated that? All of that crap. That All seems of the crap prevalent. By, by, by staying true to who I am no matter what. Yeah. Not having to, and it came with a great, like, my parents were not, um, and it's not that they didn't, they believed in me as a person, they just didn't believe in what I was doing. Um, and they were like, oh, surely, surely you must tell them some kind. And Greeks are always like, because I'm from Greece, um, Greeks are always like, oh, there must be something behind that in a very derogatory way or in a very um, weird-ass way. So in in a lot of, and I'm sure other countries are like that. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. It's like that. There is that aspect of the humanness, and it's only human. And hey, I'll go through it myself. You know, really? I, see, yeah. I see people that um, that are really, really not so. Um, honest with their gifts. Yeah that are trying to do something else, yeah. that are trying to, um, and that's the word that they're trying to look into something else whereby that something else is not actually there. Um, and I feel that if you are true to yourself and you trust your connection, you will be able to get that connection. Okay. Yes. And I feel that... Uh, you when you remain in your center and when you remain as to who you are as a soul, well then nothing and no one can come in between you and spirit, between you and your goals. And no one comes in second. And that's how you navigate through all of that. I feel like that's the practice is like the yeah. showing up and making that commitment to you and to your relationship with spirit in discovering what that is that really does eventually get so sharp that it like cuts through the bullshit including your own 
you know, because it's like I I know that um, when you're in the start of that phase, you might be in like the, oh, life happens to me, poor me, like sort of victim place. And then when you start to move through, if you choose to like answer the call of spirit, then you know that it's really about coming back to you and getting really honest with yourself. And I think what I learned about the doubts, because I have learned to ask better questions, but I think we're not really conditioned to ask questions. It's kind of the opposite. We're, we're conditioned to like come to conclusions, to have explanations and justifications and like have hardcore evidence to like prove a point. And that actually cuts off like all receiving. And so I've realized that with the gift of inquiry, asking greater questions, naturally there are aspects of doubt that come in but instead of trying to like avoid it totally I've welcomed it as like part of my like alchemical process to like um actually you know uh what's the word like sort and discern like what isn't me what is me like what is my um critical mind or like my subconscious mind or um but it's like this is I met you what like I don't know eight or nine years ago and and there's days where I still feel like oh I'm 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 definitely not like back at square one but I'm back at a point where those it does creep in and I do question myself and and I take I go into the consideration of everyone else and what my choice is going to like create for them and and then I sort of flounder a little bit again and I'm like I feel myself contract and I, I dim a little bit. So when we dim to fit in, my mm. darling, mm. what happens is that we don't stay true to ourselves, and and it's only normal. I think that we all do it to some extent because no no one is a what's that saying? Being of a different country, all those beautiful sayings like. No one is a sheep upon themselves. Is that an actual saying or am I making shit up again? No one is a sheep upon themselves. I'm thinking not a sheep. Like, not a sheep like a bah, like a sheep. A ship. <laughs> like on this, yeah, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Love it. So, so no one, no one is, but are we? Are we actually here? to to actually do everything are we actually here to be everything and all at once are we actually here to to do the um to be the captain of your own boat mm. okay be the um the person who goes up and and you know um takes the cells on and takes the cells off and and do everything, which can get tiring. It can yeah. get tiring. And do you actually ask then for a mate? I reckon that's where mates came in from. Hey, mate, help me out yeah. here. Yeah. Help me out here. I need some help. Um, so do we ask spirit for a mate to help us out? Because are we actually ever alone do we get our help from spirit yeah do we where do we get our help from and there's been so many times that I thought that I was by myself there were so many times that I thought that this is the end like the end especially during COVID I would wake up I would look at my cat Isis and I would be like Isis are you still here and she was turning around and looking at me as if to say hey I'm still here (laughs) and I'm like okay so am I we're gonna go for another day yay Um, so so and it's that day by day whereby you think that there is nothing and no one it's those times that you think that holy crap how on earth am I going to be putting one foot in front of the other that spirit will show up guaranteed spirit yes yeah and that's like the going down a different path that you have this awareness that 
change it means change but you don't exactly know the level of change or who's coming along for that and there's just it's like totally out of control and I think that's like the fear and like he made me think of something the question that I asked recently of myself and I might have mentioned it in an episode about who can I rely on because you know um I have had this dialogue of like oh, I've got to do it all on my own. And, and that's definitely changed a lot because I've welcomed so many people in my life. But um, I asked, like, who can I rely on? And I heard the generosity of spirit. Like, and I thought, of course, because this yeah. is how the magic has carried me totally. since making that choice to go, I either take my, leave my body, you know, hmm. back back when my, or I stay and I do this differently and I listen <laughs> and um, and I trust and it's still oh, it's so scary though, isn't it? Like, <laughs> It is so fucking scary. The scariest thing and the best thing that you will ever do is listen to spirit, listen <laughs> to to your God, listen to your spirit, listen to to whatever you term as spirit. And that is the scariest and the best thing, best decision that you will ever make in your life. The best, how does your heart open again when it's been so downtrodden? You know, it's from the light. It's from those wounds that the light actually enters in. Yes. It's from those knives that, you know, maybe it's been others, maybe it's been other circumstances, maybe it's it's um, the kind of life that you've had, maybe it's the choices that you've made, maybe it's the people that you're surrounded with, maybe it's that asshole ex that has actually, you know, gone like that to you again and again and again and again and then all of a sudden you just go oh you know what enough yes had enough it's when you are in the shadows it's when you are in those deep deep dark shadow lands that you learn how to forge your sword it's it's during those times that you go, okay, my wings, I know that you're there. Come on, unfurl a little bit more. And, you know, we don't have, I reckon that if someone took a picture of my wings and I've been doing this in class actually, I've been going, hey, what are your wings like? What are oh your Oh, my God. I just had this remembrance of like when I was on the table at your house and I can remember it like so I haven't really talked much about past lives on this podcast, but um, a brief story, like years and years and years before I'd gone on this trip around Europe and very unconscious, just like wandering around, kind of I think trying to gather memories. Um, and so I'm on Tina's table and I start seeing all these faces and I see myself back in this church I visit in Prague, which was called Kutnahora. It's a bone church. And all I realized was that by me going in there, I'd picked up all these sort of like lost souls and they'd all kind of been lodged in like my field. So we cleared all of that. And then you were talking about my wings. And I remember it was like there was shackles like all over me. And these, I just felt these wings, like huge blue wings just go boom, like on the table. And it was just like, actually, it wasn't the first time that happened because I remember another time. But anyway, this one, um, it was so, like, magical. And I feel like so much of that is, like, missing in, like, this reality is, like, the magic and that, you know, where do we think, like, angels and all these mystical creatures come from if we don't have that capacity ourselves? And just the power of acknowledging that and you holding that space and acknowledging that within me is I just get the energy of that and that's what's possible and I feel like that's what keeps me here. Yeah, totally. And that's and that's what's kept me here. 
Yeah, that's what's kept me here through my darkest times, through my darkest things. I have my spirit team. I have my um, I have my angels. I have, you know, my dad passed away recently and um, it was tough. Like dad passing away was actually kind of the cherry on top of things. And throughout those, you know, the last six months have been tough. And I was like, okay, spirit, what do I do? What do I do? And they were like, why don't you go in and listen to one of your meditations about meeting up with your spirit guide team? No. <laughs> of course, I will, I will argue with spirit all the time. No, I don't want to be doing that. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And I did, of course, because in the end I listen and I always listen. And I was like, oh, holy crap, my dad is there and he's in training and <laughs> There's my there's my doorkeeper and there's my angels and there's everyone else. <laughs> and oh I've come back home again and that's exactly what I did and you spirit you were like and you know it's, it's it's that amazing it's that amazing and I may joke about it about myself but I'm still getting teary eyed because it's amazing how much we forget as to how much spirit has our back, how mm. much the universe spirit God has our back, we forget. Yes. And when we are in that tightrope of one foot in front of the other, and I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I can make it till the very, very end, well, then that's when you go, holy crap, how did I do just that? Yes. How did I just walk through this tightrope? How did I just go through that death? How did I go through that breakup? How did I go through that um, alone time? Not and always, nearly always forgetting that we are never alone. Yes. I felt all the, like, emotions coming, (laughs) rising through me as you're talking because... I I see that like I see what has really helped me it's like a super simple practice from back when I was like on death's door and couldn't even get to the letterbox and like I had to find like the little miracles and even especially having babies where it's there's a lot of monotony and when you get past the initial phases of the bliss bomb it's and you start to work through hormones and things it's like finding those little like little things that you can celebrate whether all the miracles that happen whether it's like someone gifting me a sunflower the other day because I thought that I looked you know beautiful or just the people that are sent to me you know in bodies like not just like spiritual you know beings but like human beings coming in bodies that like are like my little angels like I say that I'm like my you know my beautiful friends that they may not be on this journey, but they are my angels. Like they're on their own journey. And so a pretty beautiful thing, Elise, is that did you know that angels can actually enter people at the right time? Yes, and, I've seen it. And you and, feel like, you're like, who am I talking to? Yeah, and all of a sudden yeah. they just give you this brilliant thing that comes in from spirit that comes in from the angels and yes between spirit and angels but sometimes just sometimes things happen and you go wow how did this happen who are who just said this yeah who just said you know where did my friend go all of a sudden and how come you've appeared and how come you've just given me the brilliant pearl of wisdom that I was actually waiting for and look for those angels look for those people and it can be you know from the mouths of babes that we will turn around and say hey mom do you remember the past life that we had or hey mom do you remember this or do you remember that and I have to tell you what Alaya said (laughs) please um we were talking the other day and you know 
uh, I don't know we were talking about teachers and I said you know that like I'm a teacher of sorts I'm just focusing on looking after you guys right now and she said yeah you're teaching me all the time you teach me how to be kind how to be neat and and I said what do you like she labeled it like listed all these things it was really sweet that she acknowledged all these things and then I said what do you think you're teaching me boo she turns around and goes how to trust God <laughs> I was like boom Wow. Yeah, four and a half she was when she said like, that. Wow. How friggin' amazing is that? Uh, yeah, I still remember that. It's like kind of a loving slap in the face but also just exactly so beautiful. I remember when we used to have House of Three and there was this little dude, he would have been about five or six, and you could see that he was a little bit on the spectrum but not too much on the spectrum, but he was a little bit on the spectrum. And he came in, was looking at all the crystals because all children are just drawn to crystals. And and um, we used to have a, um, um, a fairy wizard at the back, like a statue of a fairy wizard. And I'm like, and he was there with his mom and I, he was looking at this beautiful Merkaba and don't know, I know what made me say, hey, do you remember when we used to go traveling in those? And he looks at me with that beautiful smile because I, I, I shared this with you, Elise, um, and my own vision as in my own opinion um, about children that are on the spectrum is that they are so shattered through the cosmos that there's only a little bit of a less percentage of them here and there's so much more out there that there actually are. And um, all you need to do is to start to bring in those pieces that are um, dispersed in the cosmos to have a little bit of more of them here. And he turned around and he was like, yeah, of course I do. We actually go inside them and then we press a button and then we go up into the cosmos and we do all this amazing thing and go up on missions. And, and I'm like, the dude remembered. <laughs> been five or six, but he knows. And he knows. Yes. And my first my first question to mum and dad was not where do babies come from? It was what's the difference between white and black magic? <laughs> because that's what a four or five-year-old would actually ask. Um. I remember seeing a Greek priest somewhere and I was asking mum, um, you know, who is that man? And I would have been about three, three and a half. We were on a bus and mum goes, he's a representative of Jesus. And I went up to him and I'm like, you need to take those clothes off you. You are not a representative of Jesus. Jesus was not like you. He was like this and I knew Jesus. I knew who he was. And the man was just staring at me thinking this child is crazy. And, you know, it's all those beautiful things that, that, that you know, trust in the magnificence of spirit and, and how it comes through, yes. no matter who it comes through. Yes. Yeah. In the rememberings of a soul, when when a soul is divine, um, and a soul is always whole. Mm. So trust in those rememberings because the soul remembers. The soul yeah. remembers who you are. The soul remembers where you've been. The soul remembers. We just change bodies. Yes. Absolutely. We just sometimes have this, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to be doing this thing about I'm just going to go back to earth school because I still haven't learned this or I'm here to be of service of humanity. Yay. Yeah. So, and also to hang out with my friends who are down there <laughs> doing us all again. You guys, to hang out and do, and do what you were supposed to be doing as a soul. Because- and I often think that, like, my purpose here is literally because I'm, I, I'm here, but I'm I'm all out there, and yeah. I just know that I'm I'm just here to help everyone from the stars come and do their job here, and actually just 
remember all of that and have one person if it's just I hope it's not just me because it's not but you know if if they start by meeting me and get you know have that recognition and that remembrance then it's one more person that they you know have a reason to to see things through instead of just going like I want to go home and checking out you know because that's the story like and so many starseeds have that yeah yeah it's a it's like a core wound it's like this I want to go home I want to go home and I think it's one of the biggest pieces is like um you said it like bringing parts of yourself you know into embodiment and I think this is like a huge conversation but I see some of the children coming in now that um there's an integration support that's needed and there's a lot of bodywork practitioners that are learning these different skills to help them anchor into their physical bodies because um, they are such a different vibration and it's like that physicality you know um, like up leveling to to be able to merge so that they can be here embodied and anchored on onto the planet but there's still a little bit of like transition with that happening and because we aren't collectively fully aware of that that's what's happening you know there's still that fragmentation and so what that results in is like you know emotional overwhelm it's like tantrums and um a lot of like maybe unrelatable or um, undiagnosable health conditions um and so I know that it's like this thing of like wanting to go home and then forgetting that there was a choice made you know to be here um and also just tapping back into that trusting that you've not been abandoned or dropped off on this planet and then left without support, you know, that you will have all of that and and more. I get so excited about this conversation. It's seek others that are like you, seeking others, finding your soul tribe, finding those amazing beings that whether or not you know, there are children or there are animals and um, there's there's all these people that you just click in with and you're like, oh, holy crap. There's no shit here. There's no more bullshit. There's just nothing here. It's just me and you and you're home to me. You are just, yeah. oh, I just feel so comfortable being me. And, you know, finding those peeps, finding those those people that you're like, Oh my God, my heart just so resonates with with who you are as a soul, and you know, and in some cases you've met you've met, you've just met someone and you're like, oh my God, I've missed you. Hello, I call it the beep where you're like, you go, <laughs> like it's like a little sat nav. I go, I'm just like walking around going beep 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 beep, you know, like the metal detectors, and then, it's like, and then when you get together, it's like next level like you just activate the shit out of each other and it's like it's so exciting I feel like that when even just in this conversation I can see that we can just go forever and ever (laughs) all night Um, but I'm also mindful um, of how much people can receive because we've crossed many terrains Oh, and, we have, haven't we? But but that's the beauty of it, and that is yeah. it, and that's the beauty of you know bringing on and um, trusting in your gifts. So you know, if you're a healer, you'll get the urge to heal. If you're a medium, you'll get the urge, and a medium is someone who just passes on messages. You're the conduit of spirit. So whether or not they're from the angels, whether or not they're from deceased loved ones, whether or not they're from um, star beings, you're a medium, yeah? yeah. They're yeah. from the fairies or wherever. Um, you're a medium and you get that urge to be in connection with and to pass on a message between that world and this world. Yes. I feel that segues like elegantly into just having you share about your creations right now and for anyone listening that's excited about exploring exploring this more and wants to know how do I find you like 
I will, of course, put all of the details in the show notes, but can you share about your mystery school and also your other exciting Um, I am so excited about my beautiful baby. Like any great parent, I have, I'm the founder of the area mystery school and it gets separated into four pillars. And the first pillar is the seer, the second pillar is the healer, the third pillar, um, pillar is the mystic, and the fourth pillar is the priestess. So they can be done one at a time, they can be done all together. It's a 12-month journey. And each and every pillar goes for about three months. And then we have a little break. We have a disco break and then we get on to the next pillar and then the next pillar and then the next pillar. So if you want to do all four, highly recommend it. <laughs> so, the, so the CR is all about um, those of us who could always see through the bullshit and to the truth. Um, so it's everything to do with readings. It's everything to do with mediumship and galactic readings and past life readings and, um, and psychic readings and soul readings and, you know, coffee cup readings and tarot card readings and all the rest. And, um, it's pretty much the, the foundation and we've just started the CSO. If anyone wants to join in for that, they still can. Um, and, then we go into, and it's very, very foundational work. It's all about your disciplines and your um, sitting in your power and your protections and everything else. The healer will then go into um, the 14 different modalities of healing. And it's not just the modalities of healing. It's also about both the seer and the healer will actually go into the ethics behind readings and the ethics behind healing so you can't go okay. into this work if you're if you want to be a professional medium or a healer you cannot go into this work unethically you cannot go into this work charging without actually having the knowledge behind it um or getting through going through the codes of being a healer going through the initiations um, yeah the initiations yeah. of all of that um, so in the healer, we do everything from psychic surgery, trans healing, medical intuitive, and and all the rest, um, angelic healing, spiritual healing, and all the Amazing. rest. Um, and then the mystic goes into the hermit mode. And the hermit mode is the mystic mode, which is all about your soul, all about you. And it's so funny because everyone who had gone through the mystic, they were like, holy crap, you're killing us. Um, and I'm not killing you, I promise. Um, so That's so appealing. <laughs> well. I love having mode. Because it's, it's just so necessary for someone to go through shadow work and, um, and you know, the dark night of the soul and in a child and you know all the things that that are making you into the mystic what makes you go into yeah. the mystic is, is the hermit within you that just goes into um the, the truth, mystic, the truth of I, who lo I love that like more than anything it's like because I know that if I'm willing like I say like that the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure that you seek it's like go to the darkness Actually, I, Alea, sorry, I don't want to sidetrack, but Alaya picked up this book today and at the library and the story was all about this little fish getting carried away down into the dark and how the dark can be cold and scary and all of these things, but it also has pockets of light and how the light can guide you back home. And it was just like, oh, my God, did I just need to hear that today? But anyway, that's the hermit. When when you're going through darkness, darling, keep going. Yeah. When you're going through darkness, keep going. You will find that little pocket of light and you will find that little bit of sanity and amazingness. And if yeah. you cannot find the light, be the fucking light. Yes. Be the light. Be, be that light that you will, you know, be that candle that you will light up the, the darkness that is actually around you, the darkness that's actually even within you. You're like, okay, I think I can, I think I can. Yes. 
I'm going to be the light. Yes. yes, I'm going to be doing all the things that, that I'm meant to be doing here as a soul. Oh. Go, so, Hermit. And go. then and then we go into the priestess. And, oh, um, yeah. and the priestess is actually remembering herself through the ancient mystery schools of um, ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, um, Avalon, Atlantis, um, knowing how to get rid of entities, opening up and closing up portals, um, using a voice as um, as alchemy, um, spell work, but not in the magical juju work. Um, like we're not going to be boiling any frogs or anything else like that. <laughs> but in the thing of knowing who we are as a song, knowing how magical we are. Wow, my line is like I can feel it. I'm just like, oh, that's so okay. delicious. And because of all that, I, I, um, back in 2020, I was going to be doing a tour called Remembering Avalon. No, yes, um, Remembering Atlantis Awakening Avalon. No, it was the other way around. Anyway, so I'm calling it now Awakening the Sacred Heart of the Priestess. And it is because um, I'm doing a whole tour. Um, So I'm taking people with me to the magical land of Greece and Atlantis and of Avalon and the Arthur Findlay College, and that's happening in September um, of this year. And um, it's going to go on for a whole month. Um, So if you want to be activated and if you want to get all the beautiful codes from all the beautiful lands and if you want to remember who you are, come join me. Um, We still have about four or five spots left. We'll make room, okay? There's a good, good Greek saying that says only the good ones fit in. So (sighs) my whole body's like, what would it take for me to be there for those that wouldn't know? But Arthur Finlay is like one of the world-renowned it's like yes. Hogwarts. It is, it is literally, it looks like Hogwarts. I've yeah. been there. It is like Hogwarts. It is literally a magical, magical, magical space. So we are going to be there during um the Equinox um solstice as well. So it's going to be so so magical. So there's two courses that are happening at that particular point in time and one is in mediumship the other one is in healing and shamanism and um totem animals so that's going to be there um glastonbury is of course avalon and we're going to be spending five or six days there so it's directly during the solstice um like we leave from there we go directly to glastonbury which is avalon and we're going to stonehenge um, so those beautiful, beautiful trips. And then in Greece, we're doing Atlantis, um, which is in Santorini. We're going to be diving off and going into the um, an active volcano and actually going into the sunken um, thing of um, Santorini. We're going to be doing healing days and um, past life work. We're going to be going into Delphi. We're going to be doing Turkey, one day in Turkey, um, which is in Ephesus. Um, we're going to be going over also to my dad's island, which is in Samos. And um, we're going to get the boat from there, go over to Turkey, which is only 300 metres. And um, and we're going to be going into Ephesus, going and visiting ancient lands and remembering who we are as a soul, remembering those beautiful, beautiful times and, um, yeah, I feel, I feel so incredibly excited for you. I, I like, I don't even know if I'll sleep tonight. I feel like in my chest, all this. Just oh, like, no, it's so exciting. I'm just it's so exciting. I oh, just, I want to just squish you, but oh, just quickly, is the mystery school online? Yes. Okay, cool. So you can access the mystery all of that school online. Is online. All the workshops, like we meet up fortnightly. If you're in Melbourne, great. If you're not in Melbourne, you can always come down to Melbourne. Every fortnight we meet up and those, um, sorry, the school goes on weekly and that's actually online. Then every second week we actually meet up and we do practice runs. So it's um, really, really beautiful to see all my beautiful students just going, oh, my goodness, this is so, so good. And now 
there's other beautiful students who have graduated from the first round that are doing their own work and they're out there earning money and they're out there teaching. You know, it's that's what really excites me and really, really gets me going. And Oh, I just feel so proud to know you. Thank you so much for everything you share. There's a lot of deliciousness in this. I think I'll be listening to it over and over to just absorb all of your genius and your medicine. And thank you for saying yes. Thank you for being on this planet and just being uh, a light in my world. And I feel like I want to have you on again and have like conversations. Um, So if you'd like that, like people listening, say, tell me, you know, feedback is welcome. Um, And I think we'll just leave this in a nice little package. Amazing. And Thank you so I much. Love you and Mwah. wish you sweet dreams because it's nighttime as we record this. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode, everyone listening. I can't wait to catch you again in two weeks' time. And I'm sending all my love. Bye. In the spirit of reconciliation, this podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today.